Hello and welcome to Dragon's Demise, the podcast about what happens on, around, and behind the tabletop. Today I'm joined by Greg. Hey there. And Leslie. Hello. And we will be talking about our experiences at Origins 2018. That's right. I'm so excited. It's going to be awesome. So let's just jump right in. We started off Origins with some uh, mixers, and we actually got to talk to a lot of really cool people from the industry, which was a lot of fun. Uh, We had one Tuesday night, the night before Origins actually started, and uh, we met some really cool people. We have Josh Hipster from um, Hipline Games, who we actually have a Jenga interview of that is up right now. Yeah. And we got to talk to him. He introduced us to some other people. The folks at Nexus Games, also, we ran into them at just about every place that we went to for the next three days. <laughs> I'm <laughs> they, so they excited everywhere. to talk to them more and hear more about um, the history of how they put their games together. And just, guys, I hope you're listening because we think you're great. And I love that you created a game as kids and came back as adults and made it into an actual game. And I can't wait to see you at Gen Con. That's the dream. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. The first thing that we went to at the bar that was just... I, it was my first Origins. We'd never been there. We had no real relationships with anybody in Columbus. And huge, huge shout out to Josh. I don't think we can thank you enough for really just being super friendly and welcoming us into that space. You know, Very he, gregarious. Oh, yeah. He saw us, us there and was like, hey, you know, these people are cool. I'm going to talk to them. I'm going to invite them to stuff. And I think really that relationship shaped the rest of the convention at least for me personally i mean it was based on that that we started really like talking to other people and getting to know other creators and all that and and yeah and having our first ever jenga interview be with josh was pretty great yeah 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 he was a lot of fun so much energy yeah definitely it was a great time and hearing about his experience in the board gaming industry and how he basically grew up in it and you should all listen to the interview which we will talk about the interviews in a second but i think that also made us a little bit more willing to just randomly walk up and introduce ourselves to people yes i've attended a lot of gaming conventions but this being the first convention i attended as a member of the dragon's demise team uh, was very different for me and so breaking that ice was i think at the beginning very important Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, after that first meet and greet, he invited us to another one that was at KickTrack, which is like a a Kickstarter metrics aggregator for for people who are running campaigns. And we went there and it was just the same type of environment. Everyone was very welcoming. Um, We got to interact with a lot of people. We got to meet lots of people and talk about, you know, the games that they were designing or the reviews that they, they were putting out and just meet people from around the industry and really feel like a part of the industry which i think gave us the confidence to go into the next day go into the first you know real day of the convention with our heads held high and say like yeah we deserve to be here we deserve to be talking to these people and asking them for interviews and and sitting down with them hey these other people are just like us they like games too and we like games and we can all talk about it together and you know come together as the board game community it's fantastic yeah. I, I didn't go to that particular event, but it sounds like you guys had a blast. We did, and we did. It, it was it was really cool. The kick track people are awesome. They have oh, a yeah. really fun office and in general it was it was just a lot of fun. It's funny, they were expecting I think twenty six people. They ended up with more than two hundred. 
Uh, <laughs> I didn't hear that. I'm wow. not surprised though. <laughs> like they, they, I think we're expecting. They, they, there were only like 26 to 30 people that were actually confirmed in the uh, on the Facebook uh, invite, and then they had another like food plan for up to like 125 or something like that people and they ended up with over 200 and they like had to order pizza in the middle of the night to like keep people <laughs> like the food that was supposed to last the night was gone by like 9 9 30 wow all right i mean that's success right yeah. there no they did a great job and it was it was just a lot of fun talking to them um and uh, yeah the fact that a lot of these people that we talked to later on, like we were walking around the convention hall, it's like, oh, hey, it's you guys. Like, you know, we actually got to like connect again. And, and like, it, it was it was just good in general. So after the meet and greets, well, you also went to another meet and greet yes. by yourself. Thursday I did. night, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. I got confident enough to go out of my shell and go by myself. That Ooh. is not something that usually happens. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm the resident extrovert here at Dragon's Demise. Um, yep. Other than... My husband, if any of you met him, the guy with the red mohawk hanging out with us. Yep. Pretty distinctive. <laughs> <laughs> so we're the resident extroverts, so seeing Jacob venture out on his own was pretty awesome. It was it, it was definitely one of the things that it was just like, the first half of the, the whole uh, experience was all right, because we, I went to the uh, this one mixer that was by like, Blue Peg Pink Peg and a few other uh, a few other podcasts and that kind of stuff and they were doing a huge number of giveaways so like the entire thing was packed like wall to wall i walked in it was just like there was no way for me to even get in past like pretty much the door of this like balcony and that was a little bit much for me but afterwards there was actually another mixer that was happening downstairs in the same restaurant for major games and japanime games and crowdox which i went to and i got to talk to some really awesome people there uh, there were a lot of really cool people. We actually interviewed two of them. Uh, there was Brett, who has a game coming out, and Greg got to interview him. I also got to talk to Strange Machine Games, uh, guys from just around Baltimore, our area, who we can't wait to talk to more about some of the co- cool things that we can do together. So, Very cool. Yeah, it was, it was all in all uh, a lot of fun. While yeah. I was at that, I know Greg was finally getting to see Tournament. I, yeah, I was actually I was quiet just there because I was looking it up. Tournament, uh, the film that we've talked about before, you know, the the writer-director Patricia has talked to us before, and her brother, Thomas, was an actor in the film. He's talked to us before. I finally got to see their film, and it was fantastic. Like, it was just so much fun, and they actually won best feature film at the origins film festival oh i didn't hear that that's great yeah they were they were you know really announcing it on social media which is just fantastic for them like i think it's a great um validation of this this wonderful film they've put together that i think did a lot to really capture what it is to be in a a board game space like just to to share a passion with people who are gonna you know come and see you maybe it's just once a week maybe it's even just once a month but they're going to come and they're going to hang out and they're going to have this shared moment in their lives. And I think the film was really great. And it was it was wonderful to hear that they got best feature film. So, yeah, that was that was Thursday night. And that was that was a blast. It was really a lot of fun for me to, cool. to finally see. We did 10 Jenga interviews. Yes, yeah. we did. Uh- <laughs> so we went from zero to 10. So yeah. that, that, that's a lot of stuff that we were, we were talking to people about. And they were a lot of fun. So if you haven't seen them, Mm -hmm. what a Jenga interview is, and let me tell you, when you tell a gamer that they get to be interviewed and play a game, they get very excited. It's true. So the Jenga Jenga Tower is color-coded with red, green, and blue tiles, and each 
tile corresponds to a type of question. Right. Um, and we, you know, we said that at the beginning of every interview, the red questions being industry questions, the blue questions being board game questions about the games that the person had designed, and then the green questions being completely off the wall, super random. Mm-hmm. I think important to note that the question of Origins 2018 was, what is your favorite donut? Yep. Yeah, that was that was my pet question. Uh, yep. I apologize for anyone who gets tired of hearing people answer that question, but I had a ton of fun asking it, so I'm not sorry. Don't be sorry. <laughs> um, I loved the green questions because it allowed us to get to know people a little bit. I mean, yes, finding out what someone's favorite donut was was exciting, but it also allowed us to get to know other person outside of what they do for the board game community. Yeah. It allowed me randomly to ask someone about CrossFit, which, you know, I know five people out there will be interested in when they watch it, but <laughs> I kept it short, so that was pretty fun. Well, and I know one of the other questions that you asked that was a green question was other hobbies besides board gaming, because, right. you know, we all love board gaming, but we all have other lives too, and so right. I think that was a great way to to get behind the board games and really think about who these people are as as human beings in their normal lives. And it helps that my hobby is hobbies. (laughs) (laughs) Not incorrect. (laughs) Um, I also teach knitting, and one of my knitting students, when I introduced myself, was like, so your hobby is hobbies. You're not wrong, friend. You're not wrong. Yep. It's a good life, though. It's fun. Um, So who did we interview? We yeah, had we had a ton. As you guys mentioned, we had ten. So we, mm-hmm. you know, we had Josh, Josh Hipsher. Uh, we got to talk to the guys from Paw Warrior Games, mm-hmm. Brian and Josh, another, yep. another Josh. Yeah, yep. they made uh, a game called Ogre Cheerleaders, which we'll talk about later when we talk about the games we played. Yeah, mm-hmm. but their sign was pretty entertaining, and they dressed up as Ogre Cheerleaders on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was pretty great. It little, was pretty great. Yeah, I'm a little sad we didn't interview them in costume. Yeah, I was thinking the exact same thing like, <laughs> yeah. when we po- passed by them. I think that I. I was with Greg and I was like, oh man, I wish that we had an interview of them today and not <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> missed, missed opportunity. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there was those guys that was pretty amazing. And then we also got to sit down with, let's see, Jim Felly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. That was my first solo interview. Yep. So that was a lot of fun. He was very nice and very gracious and had a lot to say. So that was really entertaining. And uh, I got to make fun of Greg and jacob because they weren't paying attention to us and i made up a random purple tile question (laughs) yeah that's reasonable yeah and it happens a lot even i got out from behind the uh the camera for a little bit you did and i got to talk to irek husta of board and dice they are a polish board game publisher actually so that interview was a little bit different than than the others just because we were talking more about publishing side of things than the design side of things and i also got to ask some fun questions about just board game industry in poland and that kind of stuff which i was actually really interested in because i have some family there that are starting to get into board games so i was curious about like you know how's that whole market looking and that kind of stuff so yeah and i think it was so fun to have that sort of personal connection for you to be able to you know we started off the interview half jokingly in polish yep. uh, and i was you know when it, we had to come out from behind the camera and say no 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 english please um, <laughs> but you know just just to be able to have that personal connection of that shared history yeah uh, getting to introduce you to them because i had 
gone up and met them mm-hmm. beforehand and I was like I have brought you someone who speaks in Polish and the look on his face when he was so excited to be able to talk in detail about his games in his native language yeah. was so exciting and then watching you guys speak Polish and, and not having I, I, I speak Russian so I know every like fifth word that they were saying so I was like mm-hmm. oh yeah nope I, <laughs> no okay wait it sounds like Russian went through a blender but it was it was really awesome <laughs> it was fun it's, it's always fun to to find people like you you actually got to interview Stan right. um, who is from from Russia yeah he yes. I think he's first generation American yes. first generation Russians yeah so he was born in Russia and then he moved to here as mm-hmm. a, a younger child I'm not sure exactly I know mm-hmm. he told me at one point but he still speaks with a little bit of an accent mm-hmm. uh, but his English is impeccable and he's amazing yeah. um it was so funny, and I talk about this on the interview. In on the drive on the way to Origins, we were talking about games, and of course, I'm being that I have a degree in Russian, always looking for Russian games. And we saw this game called Rurik, Dawn of Kiev, and I was really excited to see that you know Russian-themed games could be a thing. It's not something you see super frequently. You know, we all have 18 Viking games and. About that many zombie games. Uh, zombie games, Mars games. And I, th- I actually definitely think that there could be a market for Russian history games. I think that there's a lot of rich history. There's a lot of rich mythology there. And I think there's it's sort of an untapped market. And I know when I used to play other games that you know everybody's was super into the romanovs for a really long time but i (laughs) I haven't really seen that as a board game so i was very excited to see that and then come to find out that stan who i met at a board game convention like two and a half years ago one and a half years ago was the designer and he came up and he was like yeah how are you how are you doing and we were hanging out and he's like yeah i've got this game coming out so he was super excited to do an interview. Mm-hmm. And then I found out, like I said earlier, I found out that he also does CrossFit. So in asking about other hobbies, I asked about that. And uh, that was probably the most fun interview that I did because I was interviewing my friend. So I hope you guys listen to that soon. Uh, mm-hmm. So that was a lot of fun. But it also demonstrates how international our hobby is and how oh, yeah. you can connect yeah. with someone who you may not have anything else in common with over a game and i think there's even potential to connect with someone you don't speak the same language as over a game if it's you know a euro game that has just symbols you, yeah. you could sit down and play a game and not speak the same language with someone at all and that's pretty awesome yeah totally for sure um we had some other interviews as well uh jeff mcclinsky I think mm-hmm. his name was, uh, from Strange Machine Games. This is the guys uh, who are based out of Baltimore, and they're actually also a, a publisher. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was cool. We kind of got to talk to him about some of the other aspects of the the industry. And he, he was a really fascinating person to talk to just because he came at it from almost a very academic background. Yeah. Like, we were having that conversation, and he was talking about, like, semantics and semiotics, and I was like, I'm struggling to keep up, but this is amazing, you know? It's it's <laughs> It's... Not refreshing because, you know, people who play board games understand all of these things, but it's interesting to hear someone talk about it in such academic terms. And so I had a lot of fun with that interview. That yeah, was he, one that he came did. at it from like an industrial design point of view because yeah. that's like what he studied. So he's just like, you know, comes at it from almost an engineer's like uh, mindset of just like, how can I like take this apart and put it back together in, mm-hmm. in the best way possible? That's yeah. pretty cool. So. Uh, I missed that interview, so I'll have to watch it when, uh, when, when it the drops. editing is done. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so we also got to sit back down with with Ben, who we've had on the ben. podcast a few we love times. Ben, Ben Rossett, yes, Ben, ben Rossett, Rossett specifically, because yes. we interviewed more than one Ben. Yes, we did more than one Ben and more than one Josh. Yes, and he has actually a surprising number of games coming out this year. He's got four games, three of which are at least announced. Yeah, coming it's a big out this year for him. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And and the games that he talked about were pretty awesome. It was it was really awesome to sit down with him and just you know chat and see what he's been up to since uh we don't get to see him as often like thankfully he is coming to washington too so uh we're looking forward to that but that was also just a lot of fun to sit down and and actually finish off our interviews with greg you got to talk to brett finnell the the designer of love battle high school yeah and that was really exciting so he's a designer and love battle high school is his first published game So, you know, a lot of the people we've been talking to have been around in the industry for at least a little while, but it was great to talk to someone who was just breaking in, in terms of having a a published game and talk to him about, you know, what's that experience been like, you know, have people been generally supportive, you know, what's, has it been a struggle for you to get this off the ground and kind of come at it from a newcomer's perspective. So he was someone who was really fun to talk to uh, as well. And we absolutely wish him well uh, as his, his board game comes out uh becomes yeah. available for purchase so check it out love battle high school japan anime games yes well worth checking out mm-hmm. i also got to talk to trish who mm-hmm. i already mentioned uh the co-writer and director of tournament the film mm-hmm. we got to sit down for a little bit just talk about you know an update of how things have been going the response that she's received from the board game community and that was a lot of fun you know because we we love her and, and being able to sit down and, and chat with her was was really great and then the elephant in the room the 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 surprise the the just ah i can't even we got to interview ryan lockett yes yeah (laughs) i have no words if if you check our instagram there's a video of us telling greg that he was going to get to interview ryan and that was pretty spectacular yeah He, he may have thrown something but i have to say it was great to sit down and Ryan was super chill and he oh, was yeah. so nice. This is not in the interview, but uh, I explained to him my approach to crafting and how I feel his approach to board games is very similar, <laughs> um, which is that, you know, uh, as someone who teaches knitting, you start with, I learned to knit. And then some, at some point you may discover you want to also make the yarn and then knit it and, you know, learn to spin. And then also before that you could purchase the wool and wash the wool and dye it and then knit it and then spin it and then knit it and so you're you're kind of embracing the whole part of the process and as I'm explaining this the night before to Greg and Jacob they said so in this analogy Ryan Lockett has sheep and they said yes (laughs) Ryan Lockett owns the sheep yep Uh, and he I hope he appreciated my analogy. He seemed to. He, <laughs> yeah. seemed, he seemed entertained by it. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So uh, I just really appreciate that that he has such a whole view of the board gaming and talking to him about deciding to make miniatures for Empires of the Void 2. Mm-hmm. And I, I refrained from referring to Empires of the Void 2 as far and beyond <laughs> <laughs> or above and beyond, uh, near and far above, you know, yeah. anyway. Just and you got to ask him a lot of questions about his mechanics and his games. Oh and... yeah, yeah. He was he was someone who was really great to sit down with. You know, he's, he's obviously extremely prolific, and so to be able to talk to him sort of about the the trajectory of his game design and talk about some of these common threads that you see, you know, sort of dice assignment and and other resource management aspects that 
frequently recur in his games and getting to talk about you know what's his design process how does he approach it is it a you know a conscious thing is he just have a comfort zone was really a fascinating window Mm -hmm. into you know what does the mind of a game designer look like and so i hope uh, that you all check out that interview hope that you enjoy it as much as we did he is really just an amazing human being he's just super humble and and it was great to to have a chance to sit down and talk to him about his life and and his game design yeah i want to keep talking about it but i want you to watch the interview so right yeah we don't want to spoil too much so check out our youtube channel for that yeah so i think that's all the interviews but it was kind of crazy that someone asked to interview us while we were there (laughs) um we so we didn't mention the nexus guys we ran into them a whole bunch throughout the con but we didn't interview them. Instead, one of their guys, Tim, who has a blog, Logician Tim, asked to interview us. He, he yeah. asked to interview us for the blog. And so we were like, um, yeah. <laughs> and, and that was really cool and really different. Yeah, it was interesting to be not the person asking the questions, but the person answering the questions. Mm-hmm. And it was just really nice to sit down with him and, and talk about you know how the podcast started, like what we've been doing, like how... You know, the, the two of you guys came up on board for that matter and like just the the evolution of everything that's been that's been going on with the podcast so and yeah. not just that but discussing like our history our story of how we entered the mm-hmm. board game community and the, the hobby and and I, th- I think that that journey is something that's really interesting to me and I hope to be able to recycle that question later and ask people that were interviewing their board game story mm-hmm. so yeah. Yeah, so that was very cool, and he'll post a blog about us mm-hmm. soon. Yep. So I'm sure we'll share that on all the social medias. Yep. So tune in to, for that for sure. Yeah, he's yeah. definitely someone we want to help mm-hmm. out and share content from. So. Yep. So yeah, being interviewed was very unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fun to be on the other side. Yep. Uh, so um, as I said earlier, I missed some of the interviews because I got to try True Dungeon for mm-hmm. the you first did. time. You did, and this sounds fascinating. It was. It was. So I've always been reluctant to do True Dungeon at Gen Con for a couple of reasons. A, it's expensive. I'm not going to lie. And it's actually more expensive at Gen Con than at Origin. So if this is something that you are interested in but don't want to invest a huge amount of money, you might try the Origins one over the Gen Con one. Mm-hmm. I think it's almost half the price at Origins. That's Yeah, that's pretty substantial. Uh, I could be wrong, so don't quote me, but I know that it's much cheaper at Origins. Also, at Gen Con, I tend to be so busy that I don't want to be stuck in one place for an hour where nobody can find me. Right. Mm -hmm. So uh, I had some friends that I recently met at a, a Nordic LARP experience which I haven't talked about on the podcast, but um, I participated in a Nordic LARP experience called Real Royalty, put on by Hanging Lantern Games, Hanging Lantern LLC, at the beginning of June. And it was uh, hosted at the castle where I got married. So it was a fun anniversary trip. Nice. And we had a lot of fun and got to play fairy tale creatures. And I was a mermaid. And being a mermaid is pretty great. Yeah, Um, Yeah. it's very you. (laughs) <laughs> so mm-hmm. I made friends there with the people who ran the game, and they live in Ohio. So they were at Origins, and they invited me to do True Dungeon with them. And I thought, if I'm going to do True Dungeon, I want to do it with friends. Yeah. Um, that made the most sense to me. And we lucked out, and it was just five of us who knew each other in the run. So you pick a specific time. They have it broken out into 12-minute start times because each 
room you go through, you're in each room for about 12 minutes. Hmm. And the run okay. lasts two hours. You go through seven rooms. So you spend a certain amount of time doing character creation and a certain amount of time and kind of experiencing the rules of the system. And then you're in each room for about 12 minutes. We were experiencing the world of Patrick Rothfuss, uh, and there was a lot of Fae-esque stuff in the world. Uh, I immediately chose to be the dwarf fighter because, yep. yeah, <laughs> right. I'm five foot two. I identify more as a dwarf than I do as a halfling, so it seemed perfect for me. And also everybody is taller than me, so. so we made our little character sheet with these little chips that have different stats on them and everybody's passing these chips back and forth and that was kind of crazy they kind of just took chips off of my sheet and put new ones on based on what else was in the room interesting um you don't have a lot of time so unless you've played before and you know what chips you want to use it kind of makes sense for your first time you have about 12 minutes to make your character and then then they took us into a room where they showed you how to battle so basically there's like a, a shuffleboard thing with you put your little poker chip that's magnetized into this slidey thing and then you slide it across the board to see if you do damage hmm. on the hmm. monster. Innovative. Uh, so we got, you know, t- about 12 minutes to practice that and the guy playing our druid had to memorize leaves and oh. the woman playing the rogue got to use this little like secret box i'm not exactly sure how that worked because i didn't really look at it there's like a box it's like a puzzle box sure and that's the rogue function interesting yeah so then we went into the story and you're in each room for 12 minutes and you kind of experience the world and they walk you through and sometimes there's a puzzle to solve we were in the puzzle heavy version versus the Mm. combat heavy version that sounds Uh, like more fun it was Mm because there's more like discussion amongst people and uh it's kind of like a seven room escape room. Right, yeah. You know? Yeah. And so if you enjoy escape room type activities, I think True Dungeon would be fun for you. Mm-hmm. If you don't, then you may not. I think trying True Dungeon with some friends was a lot of fun. And if I had the opportunity to do it again with a bunch of friends, I might do that. But also, you know, I might just buy a board game. Uh, but, I'm <laughs> glad, but I'm glad I went. I'm glad I went. I'm glad I did it. I, I did have a good time. Um, mm-hmm. But it's two hours of your time. We were in there from six o'clock. I think we didn't get out till a little after eight. Mm-hmm. So that was a long time to invest. At Origins, it was easier than it would have been at Gen Con. Yeah, for I, sure. I'm sure. Speaking of friends, well, we got to meet a lot of really new, really cool people, especially through you guys, because you've been to Origins. You know a lot of uh, fun people around. And so you introduced us to them. Right. Yeah, tons of people. I love meeting new people. I love collecting new people and, and sharing hobbies with people. So as I mentioned earlier, I got married at Ravenwood Castle in Ohio, and the folks who used to be the innkeepers there um, are no longer the innkeepers there, but they are regulars at Origins. And so we saw them there last year, and we got to see them there this year, Zach and Dina. I hope you listen to this because, you know, we love you. We think you're amazing and we're so it's glad true. to see you once yep. a year. And it's so great to introduce you to our Greg and Jacob. It was pretty great because I remember one moment. So also Greg and Jacob brought their friend Jason with them. Yep. And I got to meet and hang out with Jason. And there was a moment where we were recording an interview and I look up and Jason has found Zach and Dina and they were hanging out together. And I was like, wow, everybody's kind of come together through meeting different people and through playing games and able to have a good time and mm-hmm. and that's one of the best parts of 
this hobby for me is introducing two people that I think are great and then they can then be friends as well. For sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just the huge network of friends makes me so happy. Well, and it was really... You know, you mentioned at the top that you're the resident extrovert. You and you and Hunter are the resident extroverts. And so it was really helpful for me to have you guys around and to be able to meet the people who you already knew. Because I'm not the type of person who's just going to strike up a conversation with someone in line for a, a board game. Or who's going to find a <laughs> random person on the floor. And yes, she's laughing because she's done exactly that. <laughs> um and, and so, you know, to be able to play games with the people that I went there with, who are, you know, my fantastic friends, but also to be able to meet new people in a way that doesn't, like, make me completely uncomfortable mm-hmm. was, was great. And, you know, all of your friends are fantastic people, and we got to hang out with them and do dinner with some of them and just play tons of games every night into the wee hours of the morning yep. in Exhibition Hall C. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and it was just, it was a great atmosphere to be in, and it was just very friendly and and fun. Yeah, and I think I was laughing because I was remembering the moment where I walked up and hugged the security guard that I had made friends with the day before. <laughs> and we walk away to go to our next meeting and Greg says, "You just make friends with everyone." Well, it's true. Yeah. Yep. I try. It was a good time. Security guard friend, you're super cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it was it was just a lot of fun. I, I definitely enjoyed meeting a lot of really cool people. In general, Origins is great for that. You get to sit down and play board games with a lot of awesome people. So also, real quick, can we talk about the food in Columbus? Yo, because yes. Yeah. I really enjoyed the food in Columbus. It's part of my favorite parts of Origins. Also, the fact that it occurs over Pride. Yeah. And everyone yeah. is happy and rainbows and covered in glitter. That was fantastic. Because I love glitter. But also, the food in Columbus is spectacular. Yeah. yeah. Your husband was super intent on getting some Nashville hot chicken. He actually like, got it twice. We only had it once, but he got it twice. Yeah. and uh, But when we got it, actually, when all of us went there, uh, Greg and I were running a little bit late, but by the time we got there, you guys were sitting and talking with uh, Blue Peg Pink Peg. Yeah. Last year at Washington, mm-hmm. Hunter met Blue Peg Pink Peg, Robin Christina, by teaching them a game. Nice. And, yeah, and they mentioned him in their podcast, and Hunter got his few seconds of fame. Right. And they had a really great time. And, you know, Christina walked up and hugged Hunter. Aw. That's how we do extroverts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we sat down and, and Hunter got in line at like 1045. So he was like the second person in line. Yep. yep. Grab Rob. And so by the time you guys showed up, we already had all the food. Yep. <laughs> it was all paid for. And it was amazing. Yeah. Yes. I would... I would not want to live in Columbus because I would eat there every single day and it would be really dangerous. Yep. I love North Market. Yeah. It was a really great, you know, just so much going on. Uh, mm-hmm. and there's so many different places that you can go. The first day we were there, I had like a Belgian style waffle with fried chicken, mm-hmm. which is super great. One of us had uh, Indian food, one of us had Thai food, one of us had Mediterranean food, Jacob had Polish food. Because of course. Because of course. Because of course. Uh, Jenny's. Jenny's. I yeah. love Jenny's. I love ice cream. Amazing ice amazing. cream. The flavors are great. Yeah. So. I had ice cream called Super Moon, and it was two different flavors of ice cream together, and I can't now remember which they were, but they were so good. Yeah. yeah. And just, you know, the whole, the whole space, uh, I think, was really interesting and really delicious. Oh, yeah, for sure. 
And of course, we had to go to Barley's across from the convention center. Yeah. yeah. A must for Origins to get your free glass while still available. It mm-hmm. is quite a wait, though, so I recommend planning um, planning to go over there about 45 minutes before you think you're going to want to eat. Yeah. Yep. Um, but we got our free glasses and we had a good time. I love how they changed their whole menu yeah. for Origins. It the was thing pretty was like hilarious. D&D themed that you could get beholder eyes. Yep. As a, I'm still not yep. sure what that was. I have <laughs> yeah. no idea. Even the description was a little bit like very vague. And I was like, how how is this put together? Like, yeah. Do they actually look like meatballs of some sort or what? Yeah, it was an appetizer. <laughs> And the poor waitress, it was, we got there Wednesday night, I yeah. think. So she hadn't memorized all the new names for all of the food. So it was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was a good time. We ate at a great Greek place down the street. Yeah. Uh, that was awesome. Just so much good food mm-hmm. and good energy surrounding the convention center in Columbus. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. There was a lot of good stuff there. Greg, this was your absolute first big yeah. board game convention yeah this was my my first convention outside the dc area outside of washington in particular this was my first board game convention i was my first time attending it was my first time going as part of a podcast and it was the it was amazing like it was it was so much fun and i'm even glad that i went as part of a podcast and spent mm-hmm. a good portion of the time you know networking and putting myself out there and getting outside of my comfort zone because it was just a blast. You know, it was amazing talking to people about their experiences. It was amazing getting to sit down and play games that are, are so much fun that I, you know, might have been able to pick up at, you know, a friendly local game store. But in this particular context, in this particular place, getting to pick up a game I've never played before and getting to sit down with people I've never met before and will probably never see again. and ha- Till next Origins. Well, yeah, till next Origins. <laughs> and bond over that shared experience was something that I think was so unique. Um, and I'm absolutely glad that I did it. I I will say I'm very glad that Origins was my first big board game convention. And I'm a little bit scared of Gen Con now, just given the conversation <laughs> that sort of everybody had about, oh, Origins is the friendly convention. Gen Con, everyone's there to, to get their games and everyone's there to see the demos. And I, I'm, I'm a little bit intimidated about Gen Con. So I don't know. I disagree that everybody... Ha- I mean, yes, of course, everybody always has an agenda and they have games that they want to get and, you know, the Thursday morning rush of the dealer's hall is pretty stressful, but you can avoid that. If there's not a particular game that you're super anxious to get a hold of right away, it's not a big deal. Um, you know, I've been to Gen Con, I can't remember how many times now, but Gen Con is my favorite time of the year. So, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, reassuring. Yeah, there's just a lot more people and a lot more stuff to do. But you can really make Gen Con whatever you want. One thing that was interesting to me was last year, I encouraged a friend to go to Gen Con, and she went with her husband. And she is more into RPGs than I am. Mm-hmm. I'm more onto the board game side. And we met at one point of the con to play an RPG together, um, Alternity, which is an old system that's been revised and mm. It's Hunter's favorite system, so he wanted to try it. Our other friend, Scott, had never done an RPG ever, so we thought that that would be a great time. Mm. It was only a $12 ticket, so we all met together at that one point, but other than that, we had completely different Gen Con experiences. Mm. I played board games for four days, she played RPGs for four days and saw Critical Role live and all that kinds of fun stuff. So I see we have Critical Role fans here. Yeah. Yeah. Um. (laughs) Uh, A new one, actually. But Uh, um, that's interesting, though. So, all right. Maybe I'll revise my opinion. So maybe next year. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. But certainly Origins 
was a blast. I would I would love to do this again next year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was not my first. It was my second Origins, but my first Origins, as I said earlier, as part of a podcast. And that was a little stressful. I'm not going <laughs> to lie because I'm accustomed to going to a con and doing whatever I want to do and hanging out with my husband and my friends for four or five days. And I had to be in certain places at certain times. And that was, you know, hard for me to balance. I learned a lot. I think, you know, we learned a lot about scheduling and trying to do a little bit more scheduling in advance yeah, yep, so that, yep. you know, we're managing expectations a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And I, I would absolutely do it again in a heartbeat, but I think we learned a lot. Yeah. I think this was a huge growing opportunity for us as a podcast. For sure, for sure, yeah. I I really enjoyed it. It's also actually my second Origins and first one technically as my podcast, though I did try to advertise mine the first time I went to Origins too. It was, but it was literally three months I think after we started the podcast. Right. Maybe so a little, a little bit different. Yeah, it was uh, very different. <laughs> so, but yeah, this time I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really cool to actually be so accepted in the industry. Like. I think one of the biggest things was that as we were walking through and as we like introduced ourselves and like talked about what the things that we do, the Jenga interviews, the podcast, the board game bistro, I got the question of how many viewers we had and how many, like, you know, people we had, like maybe three times mm-hmm. out of the whole con. And we were really like going around and talking about it a lot. So it was very encouraging that it's just like people really think of, of um, this type of uh content like you know whether it's a podcast whether it's our our video series or anything like that they think of it as just you know it's cool content rather than like oh how many people are watching it yeah uh and i just felt really accepted so it it was nice and i can't wait to do it again next year we found our people yes we did we have we definitely did well there you go that's uh pretty quick given everything that we did recap uh of our time at origins we hope you tune in next week uh we'll be talking about all of the amazing games that we played at origins the list yeah. is really long it's guys. really long we actually <laughs> yeah. we sit down we were planning we were like we got to make two episodes uh so join us next week for origins recap episode two mm-hmm. also don't forget washington tickets are on sale right now you can go over to washington.com you can and you can pick up your tickets it's amazing it's you know smaller but it's great it's got a lot of heart the people who run it really care about it and it's in dc which is a huge advantage for us so small but out. mighty exactly exactly uh so just come like on Wesley. out uh there it is just like <laughs> that should be the tagline um come on out we hope to see you there also We've been talking about all of our Jenga interviews that we've done. We have some vlogs that we did every night from the convention floor. Head on over, check those out. We've got those up on YouTube. It's amazing. The people we talk to are just really great people. I mean, we're so glad to get to sit down with them and share their stories and their experiences. And we hope that you check out those videos and share them with your people. You know, uh, all of these these people, all these designers, all these publishers are fantastic. And we would love for their their stories and for their games to to attract more attention so head on over to our youtube channel watch those videos share those videos and join us next week for episode two